Hello and welcome to the L Daily Podcast, better known as the EDP, where we talk about all things to inspire and elevate our lives and the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Ellen Roars, and you can call me L. Every podcast, I'll share an inspirational quote, affirmation, and we'll have a discussion to follow. Most days, it's just us, you and I together, but monthly, I'll bring on an inspirational guest to interview. Once I introduce them, you'll know exactly why I picked them and how they'll inspire us. If you're a return guest, thank you. I appreciate it. If you're new, thanks for stopping by. Please subscribe and hit the like or notification. That way you'll be notified on any new posts, episodes, and it does help me grow too. With that, let's jump right into today's show for it is a great one. And again, I'm so happy you're here. Hi and welcome back. So what I've done for you today is I have broken down my interview with Dale Creed Francis into two parts. Part one being the investment side. So if you're interested in learning more about direct participation real estate, maybe you want to hear what it takes to be a real estate developer investor, then this is the episode you're going to want to listen to. Episode six, part one. If you are wanting more just the mindset, then skip on to episode six, part two, that'll focus strictly on the mindset. And hey, if you've got 60 plus minutes, please enjoy the full interview with Dale Creed Francis. It sure is a good one. He is a wealth of knowledge. He's charismatic and it was a lot of fun. I I am sure you'll enjoy listening to it. Thank you again for being here and I'll see you on the next episode. Creed, before I formally introduce you, why don't you say a quick hello so my guests can hear that voice of yours. (laughs) Okay. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? It's almost like a little bit like Rush Limbaugh. Oh, minus about 150 pounds. (laughs) You are from the good old Midwest. You're an Iowa boy, an expert real estate investor, especially when it comes to hard asset investing through DPRE, which is short for direct participation real estate. Kind of a term that you and Ryan coined, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to talk more about that. You will hear the abbreviation DPRE a lot in today's episode. So if it's a new term for you, great. Just keep it in mind as a hard asset versus paper. Paper, which is the more common term you may know, such as REITs, mutual funds, etc. So with his knowledge in over 30 plus years, Creed co-founded Vincent Company with his partner, Ryan Litfin. Along with being a brilliant real estate investor, Creed is also an author and coined the term with his partner, Preventative Wealth Care, PWC. He's a radio star and not to mention podcast host, Trends with Benefits, which, by the way, is the (laughs) podcast station I'm in today. And it's so fun to be here. So thank you for having me here. Creed also has much going on with his other business ventures, such as Creed Companies and Ag Tech Ventures. And you mentioned one more that it might be fun to talk a little bit about, but why don't you just say the name? Aventus Data Centers. It's a Vincent Data Centers division called Aventus Data Centers. So that'll be another one that we might have. If we have time, we're going to talk about that one. So this was a long introduction of all your business success. (laughs) So I don't know. I have so many questions. I'm like, where do I start? Let's start with this one. Over the past 15 plus years, and I know you've been in real estate longer than 15 plus years, but I'm thinking just with your Vincent company, correct? I know that you have had over 5,000 new rental units, basically a direct investment with Vincent DPR. You've had a very long term record, just, you know, when I heard that and saw that. So if you knew then, like 15 plus years ago, before you started this journey, what would you tell yourself in the early days when you started the Vincent Company? Be patient. Okay. I like that. I'm not very patient. So be more patient. Okay. I like things to happen now. I mean, I think that can be, uh, it's probably a strength and a weakness of mine. Um, I've gotten better at it. 
I've gotten to be where I understand that just because it doesn't happen right now, there's probably a reason and that door will probably open at some other point. And if it doesn't, then that's, that's fine. But yeah, patience and, and then just focus on, um, you know, who I am, who we are and what, what we do. Yeah. And, you know, I had to make, um, a, a big decision early on in this business regarding uh, property management and real estate's not the only thing I do, but it is, it is the core. It's a, uh, you know, I, I, it's something I started, um, like you said, 25 years ago and I needed to make a big decision of whether I wanted to uh, grow the business bigger and give up some of my money mm-hmm. by having somebody else manage it. Um, versus managing myself. And I, I did, I managed everything myself up to about 400 units. Okay. Wow. And then when I started having heart palpitations, yeah. I went, wait a second here. Yeah. There's got to be a better way. So it was either hire others and pay them. Yeah. And, and, or, well, die was another option, which <laughs> I didn't like. No. That was pretty permanent. And, and then it was, um, uh, or stay where I'm at with this, which was good. Yeah. And keep doing it. Well, I went, put the property management in place, and immediately um, over the next few years, I was able to focus on acquiring new properties, developing new properties, put my time to that versus managing it and dealing with the, the renters and yeah. whatever, yeah. or the plumbers and whatever, mm-hmm. and, um, and then that's just exploded the business. So, See, so you planted people, that seed early on, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like the work uh, smarter versus harder thing, you know. Yeah. One of your podcasts, I remember you talk about non-correlated diversification. Correct? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Non-correlated. Yeah, so non-correlated. And the benefits of hard assets, DPRE, as you kind of again coined that term, versus paper, such as your REITs or mutual funds, which again is what most of us know about, or kind of what. Mm-hmm. I guess Wall Street really is the one that teaches us all that. I need you to summarize because this is new for me and I'm sure it's new for a lot of my listeners out there. Can you kind of sum it up for us? Like, how would you break it down? Okay, so I'm always conscious about where I want to meet people with where they're at. For the most part, I mean, Wall Street have, have spent billions to create a certain environment that... Uh, they would have people buy into. And um, stocks are paper assets. And I'm not saying don't own them. I do too. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, and I will say in my opinion, because I don't want to get in trouble legally somehow, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, In my opinion, you cannot diversify through those means alone. Sure. You you have to incorporate hard assets. The number one hard asset is real estate. There is other things. There are precious metals. You can own gold bars. You can own uh, coins. Right. Mm-hmm. You can. There's there's various things that you can own that are hard assets. Real estate's the number one. In fact, real estate is in fact the number one wealth creator in the whole world. Um, Wall Street, unfortunately there again has done a disservice i think to people by through funds mm-hmm. mutual funds uh reits real estate investment trusts very similar things no need to dis- explain the difference between them right now what what that is though is um 
you will have financial advisors say, oh, here's a way to diversify into real estate. Sure, yeah. You, you, oh, you want to invest in real estate? Well, 50 years ago, people bought real estate. They bought bonds. They bought stocks. They bought gold. They, they had these different investments. Those are truly diversified. Mm-hmm. When you buy them through mutual funds, REITs, uh, Unfortunately, what you see is they all move together. They're all correlated because they are paper assets. So now, I don't know how far in the weeds we want to go with this, but <laughs> but I will I, I will I will go as far as you want to. REITs and mutual funds uh, that are real estate allocated. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem: uh, you will find when you dig deep, or hey, I'm open to talk about it anytime you want and explain it more. But th- they most of the time or let's say often, don't even own real estate. Okay. Um, So they can be a real estate mutual fund or a REIT and own real estate um, brokerages. They can own a business that uh, has a bunch of brokers and realtors. That can be a a real estate investment. I'm using air quotes here. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I got on my video on. They they will... um, they will also, they can invest in various other things that are considered real estate sector, but aren't true assets. They aren't true real estate. Now, the difference also is you're going to own those shares in those. Mm-hmm. You don't get that actual depreciation right off because you do not own the real estate. Okay. You own shares of a fund that may or may not own real estate. In the end, the problem with it is, is that you'll see that move up and down directly with all your other stocks, which should not happen. If you're truly diversified, that means that you might have some part of your portfolio down this year and another part up. Mm -hmm. But I will challenge people out there who are invested through mutual funds to look at any year where you've been down, where everything wasn't down. Or when you're up, everything's up. And I've had people ask me, well, why... Why diversify then? I mean, when it when it's up, it's up. They're missing the point yeah. because you don't have. Not every year is up. Mm-hmm. Not every month is up. Not every decade is up. Right. You to you need to diversify. That's the whole purpose of protecting your assets. All right, I love it. Did that make any sense at all? It because d- I could talk for probably <laughs> six or seven more hours on exactly why there's a difference, but but. Direct participation in any hard asset is uh, there's 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 gold funds too. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't own you don't own gold when you invest in that. You own shares in a fund that owns gold, right? Instead of maybe you own actual gold and it's in your safe. That's yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, and what I love about Vincent, I mean, if you're gonna be investing with your company, you can drive by and see your asset as it's being built, right? So Correct, right. that's the the neat thing about that. There's something to say, hey, wow, okay, it's being built. Well now it's done. It's being leased out. Right. People are moving in. And there you go. Touch so. it, feel it. I often say smell it, which is just weird. But you can <laughs> no, you can where good. I challenge you to uh, invest in a REIT mm-hmm. and then figure out where you're invested. Right. Good luck. Oh, I have no idea. And I just depend on my financial advisor, who I don't even know who he is, really, when it comes to my yeah. 401k and all of my, the, I, everything that's going on behind the scenes. 
I just sit there and trust them and hope yeah. that things are going right. But I see it fluctuate all the time with the market. So, and, and I don't want to say anything disparaging about financial advisors. I think oh, they no, serve a yeah, great purpose. Yeah. Here's the thing over the years, the really good ones, honestly, they contact us and they look for direct participation in real estate for their clients yeah. instead of putting them into REITs and mutual funds. Now, why won't a run-of-the-mill financial advisor do that? I'll tell you exactly why. Because when they would allocate money over here, they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to be getting paid on it then in my mutual fund fees. Uh, so, yeah. you you know, the people that use financial advisors that they pay more as consultants you know, hourly and, and to find them the best that are fiduciaries. Yeah. Those are the ones that end up working with companies like us. Okay. I need to look into that. <laughs> Spend a little more time digging. So, all right. Well, another thing about yours, cause I know, um, with the DPREs, there's different types or right? even commercial I know can be one, mm-hmm. but your main focus is truly on the senior living and the multifamily yep. Homes, correct? Or correct. apartments? So yeah, DPRE could be anything from single family houses to apartments, senior living, commercial buildings, okay. um, mini storage. Mm-hmm. But and, and I've owned mini storage over the years, lots of them. But what Vincent Companies focuses on, and there's reasons we do, and we can get into that, mm-hmm. That's is my next question, multifamily actually. apartment buildings, yeah. what's called um, market rate apartments. We don't do anything Section 8. We don't do, it, it's market rate apartments. It means you build it in an area after you've done your studies, and you know what the market bears. Okay. So we will build those. We will also do four different levels of senior living. Uh, we'll do 55 plus, which is for active seniors. They don't, there's no services here. What it is, is it's a legal age discrimination. Okay. They don't want to live beside someone who's 25. Right. So 55 plus, they get to be in this place. We have golf simulators in there. Woodworking. Fitness rooms. Woodworking. <laughs> we have um, pubs oh, in there. Rooftop okay. patios. Uh, all these things that, that they like. Next level is um, a level of assisted living where they, uh, a la carte, Choose what level they need. The next is assisted living and memory care. You talked about uh, that in your families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, that is where there's assisted living people in there that need their help. And the memory care is for the Alzheimer's and the dementia patients um, getting the right care. There's there's so many advancements in that space these days to help them. Right. It might... My dad died of um, Alzheimer's, and uh, so there's a special place in my heart Mm -hmm. for this as well. The fourth level is high acuity, and that is uh, typically a smaller footprint building. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have underground parking and all that, because these folks don't typically have vehicles. Yeah, it makes sense. They're there with a lot of care, um, typically single-level buildings, Okay, and... um, this is where they are going to live out their life with dignity. Well, and we know it's going to continue to grow. So in the next 20 to 25 years, you've got your baby boomers. You've got you know baby boomers for the senior living that we just spoke about. Yes. But then going back to the multifamily, you've got millennials, the Gen Z even, right? Correct. So they'll all be in their prime renting years. So um, you did another podcast that talked about yeah. 75% of the population we'll be looking for a place to call home. Isn't so, that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. So before our, 
our podcast, uh, Trends with Benefits, we, uh, my business partner, Ryan, and I had a radio show called Financial Fortitude for about 10 years. And it was all things financial related. It was about the global economy, anything and everything. Stayed away from politics, um, really, for the most part. Maybe talked about it twice in 10 years. Uh, but we did shows about it a few years ago, and we're still talking about it because we've done extensive studies on this. So you have the baby boomers, who was the largest group in our history, who are now, uh, for, yeah, the next 20 to 25 years, there's, so there's 10,000 people turning 75 every day right now in wow. the U.S. for the next, uh, now probably about 22 years. That's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, and like, it comes down to like, I don't know, thousands a day in Minnesota alone. I, I forget the, the number, but um, it's staggering. So then... You have that, but then something we've never seen before, well, that was something we never seen before. You have uh, your millennials mm -hmm. who are renting longer than ever before. They're living at home longer than ever before. Um, so when they at some point do move from their home, they don't typically go right to buying, especially now. Things changed. Yeah. Uh, and ones who were trying to buy, interest rates cre you know, went up, back, they're back to renting. So now we're driving more renters, okay? And now Gen Z is the group following that. Now that is actually the largest group of people ever, bigger than boomers. Wow. And you think about in the next uh, 10, 15 years, so those kids are like, you know, just call them your teenagers now. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're going to rent. Right. They're not going to. They're not going to start by buying um, their home. So your point that you said was over the next twenty twenty five years, you've got what I call the trifecta in real estate happening. Yeah. If you're looking to be an investor, it's the trifecta that uh, you can't deny. What re our industry is more on. Uh, it's less based on the economy More than it is on demographic. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I like it that way because um, if I'm going to invest in stocks, especially, so now I'm looking at stocks that are only going to thrive in these types of de uh, economic times. Mm -hmm. But with real estate and what we're facing, you're looking at the trifecta of the older group, the two younger groups, and they're all somewhat competing in this rental market. Now, granted, there's, there's some differences in what they're competing for, but the point is, is that it's rental. Mm -hmm. And that's why it, people will say to me, hey, I drive around, I'm seeing not only your buildings, but I'm seeing other people's buildings. Yeah, I see it All too. around. Everywhere. How can this be? Yeah. I go, you just need data. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not saying I don't fall prey to it. I'll give you an example. Burnsville, uh, we've, we have other apartment buildings uh, in the Burnsville area. Burnsville was asking us to build another apartment building. I was real apprehensive. I'm like, look, we've built buildings there. There's several others in the area. What really is there a need? Here's what I found out. 
they had a moratorium on apartment buildings for 20 years. They, wow. they hadn't had new buildings. The, the demand was built up so much that even the ones we had built and others had built wasn't covering the demand. So they showed, I said, show me that this is still what you need. And they, the demand in that area is still five to 600 units are needed. Wow. We, so we built a 130 unit building. Undoubtedly, that will fill. Right. The point is, is that we follow demographic trends, and that's what this whole, where this whole point started. Yeah. You follow demographic trends, regardless of you looking at it going, there's a new building every mile. What are you talking about? Right. You make a wise, but educated decision. and have You have to. You. Yeah. And um, you don't just willy-nilly go, I'm going to build it there. All right. Well, so much potential, right? So if somebody was listening to this podcast today and thought, man, I want to invest in real estate. I don't know how to get started. I don't know what right. it takes. Um, in your opinion, we're going to just start with the personality traits and some of the mindsets. But yeah. yeah, you know, what would you say would be the top personality traits, mindsets that somebody would need to be in this real estate investment and these opportunities? to Objective. Take? Objective? Objective. Yeah. You know, I it's something that, I've worked hard at myself mm-hmm. over the years to be objective business-wise, politically, anything, because it's impossible to know what you don't know. Me There's too. so much more that I don't know yeah. than I do know. So I tell people, be objective because if your mind's open, it's like a parachute. Yeah, It only works when it's open. If it's closed, well, you fall to your death. Yeah. You know, nobody wants that. No. So, so I say be objective and and learn. I love because that. Because what's life if you're not learning? Mm-hmm. Again, if you're not learning, you're you're probably going backwards. Right. And you know that advice is good for all arenas of our life, whether it's real estate. Every. Yeah. I mean, objectivity and learning, those are two key components for sure. So, what would you say one of the biggest myths about your business or some of the maybe challenges that you are facing on a day-to-day? People will say I've I've heard this before. They're like, um, self-made. Oh, you're you're a self-made business person. There's no such thing. I don't care who you are. If somebody is saying they're self-made, and I've heard that on shows, and I just cringe because that's it's not possible. Yeah. You 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 have to have uh, other people around you. To make it happen. And the most common question I get, and I, I understand why I get this question, is how do you keep all of this straight? Because I have multiple companies. So I understand where it's coming from because most people I'm talking to have one company or one job and it already is chaos yeah. at times. Yeah, oh, I feel right? it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's years of trial and error. Yeah. I mean... um. There was such chaos years ago in, uh, it's kind of like the duck on water, maybe. Maybe it looked above like it was calm, but under the water's crazy. Treading like crazy. There's still days like that. Yeah. There's still days like that. But but I just had a, a, a su- very successful business owner um, ask me that exact question. Shout out to Dan Skluzacek, by the way. He asked me the exact thing. How do you keep it all straight? And I said, Dan... It's uh, a lot of people that know what they're doing, a lot of people working and staying in their lane mm-hmm. and keeping that that moving. Yeah. Uh, if it was me, yeah, there's no way. Of course not. And that's why the self-made thing is just ridiculous. There's no way I could have ever done it 
to get to this point, nor could I continue to keep it going. Keep it going. No yeah. way. Yeah. No. All right. So I want to take it back to the accredited investor. We spoke about it early on in the podcast. So I just want you to elaborate a little bit more for our guests on how that all works. How can we become a part of Vincent Real Estate? Yeah. Well, so an accredited investor is a term that's created by the SEC, not me. Uh, that just means a couple. There's a there's a few ways to qualify. Kind of the, the two main ones that people um, know of when they research it is if you have a million dollars in investable assets, not including your personal residence, that's one. Mm -hmm. Another way is to make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year as an individual uh, over a couple you know a couple years and 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 reasonably anticipate that that's going to be the next year, something to that language. Sure. Or if it's a couple, 300,000. So there's various ways to do it. Now, our offerings do allow for a certain number of non-accredited investors. Just to be totally honest on this, the, the thing that we don't want is uh, an investor <laughs> who is going to, uh, you know, invest and then call yep. every single day because that's not how these investments work. Right. So we want to get to know them. And there's often, we turn down people probably more often than anybody else. I don't mean that as a deterrent. It means we, we want to be on the same page. Right. Like we want to know these are, this is a person who understands this investment, mm -hmm. wants this investment and accredited. Sure. Good. Yeah. That, that's great. Non-accredited. Eh, couple more questions that's all okay so you're saying there's a chance for me so you're telling me there's a yes. chance thank you for explaining that though i know i do know that there's a lot of people in my life friends family coworkers, that are very successful and mm -hmm. and would definitely see the benefits in in this type of investment so oh good how can our guests or my guests get a hold of you how do mm -hmm. we find um also you have that evidence-based booklet yes um on the trends with benefits where and how can we find you? Yeah, there's a couple of ways. One way is dalecreedfrancis.com. Now, if you want to go right to the the company that we've mostly been talking about here, Vincent Companies, just go to Vincent Coes, vincentcos.com, and you can learn all about the companies there. Under resources, there's various it's booklets. There's an evidence-based investing book. It's an objective uh, booklet on investing in this. So it's not a promotional piece. It just talks about really the facts yeah, about very things. Educational. I, I printed it off. Oh, cool. And so, you know what? I just, I'm in the process of writing a new one, evidence-based investing, how to invest in edge data centers. That's a new one. Awesome. That's uh, that'll be out soon too. You can click on the contact us. You can select a bunch of different things. A EBI book is one of them. I think you can select and, and one of the folks here at Vincent companies will get it to you. So yeah, it's that she simple. She emailed it right away. So within oh, five, you, five minutes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That was great. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can do that. And I would be more than happy to chat with you about anything at any time. I'm I'm not a sales guy on this. I don't need to be. This is, um, it's just, everything we do is education. So if you want to talk about stuff and get educated on it and never talk to me again or never do anything, I, that's cool. I'm just here to help and Good. see what I can do. Yeah. 
Well, I thank you. I mean, you've been, like I said, a huge inspiration in my life for the very short bit that I've known you. It's only been a few years, but um, I've learned a lot from you along the way. And I'm happy that we were able to do this tonight. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we will be talking soon. And to all my guests out there, thank you for being here. Sending you all so much love and I will see you next time.